From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Rescue and recovery operations were still underway over the weekend, several days after Hurricane Ian left a path of devastation across Florida, including in areas that had been cut off from the rest of the state. AccuWeather's John Murphy writes about Floridians dealing with Ian's aftermath in today's AccuWeather Daily for Monday, October 3rd. The death toll rose and rescue and recovery operations were still underway over the weekend, several days after Hurricane Ian left a path of devastation across Florida. Officials said that about 4,000 people had been rescued in the days since the storm left its vicious mark, and hundreds were still being rescued from hardest-hit areas in southwestern Florida on Saturday. The southwest coast of Florida took the brunt of the storm surge when Ian made landfall on Wednesday, September 28th. Barrier islands, including Sanibel, Captiva, and Pine Islands, were cut off from the rest of the state when roads connecting them to the mainland were destroyed and submerged. In Lee County, which includes the hard-hit Fort Myers and Fort Myers Beach, Sheriff Carmine Marcino said on Saturday that there were at least 35 fatalities and that his office would wait until all family members could be notified to release more information on the casualties. Rescue efforts were still ongoing throughout the county, he said. As of Sunday morning, there were conflicting reports on the total number of fatalities from Ian in Florida, with ranges from 47 to 67. As recovery efforts continued, many challenges remained for the communities impacted by the hurricane. Some rivers that flooded from the rainfall were still impacting areas of the state. Interstate 75 in Sarasota County remained closed in both directions for a 12-mile stretch due to flooding at the Mayaka River. FEMA officials on Saturday told reporters that approximately 4,000 people had been rescued in the days since Ian made landfall on Florida's Gulf Coast. According to the Lee County Sheriff, hundreds had been rescued on Saturday alone, including at least three fatalities in Cuba caused by Ian, according to the Associated Press, and four fatalities in North Carolina. The death toll stood at more than five dozen. Most of the deaths from the hurricane were a result of drowning, But some have been blamed on harsh consequences in the aftermath of the storm, such as an elderly couple who died after power to their oxygen machines shut off. The scenes of devastation were widespread across the peninsula, with several communities completely destroyed from the wrath of Hurricane Ian. Trees were completely ripped apart, and several collapsed in Pine Island, Florida, not far from where Ian made its first of three United States landfalls. Cars and buildings were destroyed. Video from meteorologist Reed Timmer showed the damage spread over a wide area of the island, which impeded roads and accumulated around homes. In some cases, damaged boats were stacked on top of the debris that were inland. Residents who were still in Pine Island on Saturday indicated that fleeing may be the only option. 
The resources are just not available on Matlache or Pine Island to make life sustainable for living your daily life on the island for some time, read a social media post by Kevin Russell, who operates a local Facebook group page. He added that the situation on the island is more dire than we thought. Washed out and damaged roads were hardly limited to Pine Island. Drone video from Brandon Clement showed a road completely collapsed and impassable in Acadia, about an hour north of Fort Myers on Saturday morning. Behind the impassable portion, chunks of the road were taken out like Swiss cheese along the roadway. Even three days after landfall, portions of Acadia were still underwater and homes flooded. At a press briefing on Saturday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said the worst of the flooding remained inland. I was touring central Florida, DeSantis told reporters. There was more standing water in central Florida than there was in southwest Florida. We just had a lot of water from some of the rivers and inlets overflowing. It's creating a lot of problems, really, all across the state. Before and after satellite imagery from Maxar showed just how devastating the hurricane was to the state, at Fort Myers Beach, full neighborhoods along the coast disappeared and coastlines were left changed. Boats that were once docked against roads were missing or shoved inland. AccuWeather national reporter Bill Wydell said the boats looked like they were tossed around like toys. We lost all our boats. That's the long and short of it, Cookie Smith, whose husband owned boats in Fort Myers Beach, told Wydell. But we're all safe, and we just pray for those that had homes that were washed away. The shocking scenes of destruction hint at how sweeping and long-lasting the impact across Florida will be felt. The economic fallout caused by the storm will be immense, AccuWeather founder and CEO Dr. Joel N. Myers said, on par with some of the worst hurricane damage in U.S. history. According to Myers, the total losses caused by Hurricane Ian will amount to between $180 billion and $210 billion in the U.S. Ian will go down as one of the most damaging and impactful storms in U.S. history, along with 2017's Hurricane Harvey, which caused $190 billion in total damage and economic loss, Myers said. Hurricane Ian was rated a 5 on the AccuWeather Real Impact Scale for hurricanes due to its potential for life-threatening storm surge and its powerful winds. The economic impact of this storm should not be underestimated, said Myers. At $200 billion, that amounts to 1% of our national GDP, which is a significant hit on the economy and the entire country, and could even be the difference between growth and recession causing the Federal Reserve to keep from raising interest rates further for the remainder of the year. Residents of Iona, Florida, have never experienced anything like the destruction of Hurricane Ian. When Ian moved inland, it unleashed relentless wind gusts across the peninsula. The highest reported wind gust was 128 miles per hour, recorded by a weather flow station in Grove City. Rainfall across the state was staggering, too. In just 24 hours, automated rain gauges reported as much as 31.52 inches of rain near Ponce Inlet. Rainfall totals combined with the ferocious storm surge wreaked havoc on barrier islands and areas close to the coast. Ian will go down as one of the strongest hurricanes to ever strike the U.S., as well as one of the costliest. Prior to Ian, the mainland U.S. hadn't had a brush with an Atlantic hurricane all season. There were no named storms in August, but the Atlantic basin seemed to snap out of its slumber when September arrived. By the end of the month, the southeastern U.S. was under assault by a major hurricane. 
The overall intensity of a hurricane season can be measured using a metric that meteorologists refer to as ACE, or accumulated cyclone energy, which accounts for the strength and duration of all of a season's tropical cyclones. Storms in September 2022 generated a higher ACE value than the previous two Septembers, according to Colorado State University meteorologist Philip Klotzbach. Despite the wild finish to the month, however, the overall ACE value at the beginning of October, 79.1 on the first day of the month, still trails what's considered normal for this point of a hurricane season, a mark of 95.5. As for Ian's overall intensity, or ACE, it was undoubtedly a powerful storm, but not the season's strongest by that measure. During Ian's lifetime as a tropical cyclone from September 24th when it was named through September 30th when it lost its tropical storm status, Ian, having topped out at Category 4 strength, racked up an ACE value of 17.4. The abnormally high value of 17.4 is the second strongest tropical cyclone of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season, according to figures tracked by Colorado State University. Only Fiona, which was a major hurricane as well and had an ace of 26.4, was higher than Ian. Fiona remained a tropical cyclone for three more days than Ian did. That's it for today. For your local forecast at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or visit AccuWeather.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.